0: And if the children would like to join me at the front, and sit anywhere you can find a space on the carpet at the front. So exciting things happened when Jesus was around. Blind people got back their sight. People who weren't able to walk ended up skipping and jumping and dancing down the road. Dead people were brought back to life. This is exciting stuff. It's not hard to imagine why uh, Jesus was often surrounded by crowds of people. People came to see what Jesus was up to. But Jesus wasn't just calling for spectators, people who just come and watch. Jesus was calling for followers. And if we're going to follow Jesus, we need to know what's involved. Have you ever... Are you okay, Ruby? You all right? Do you want to sit here? Are you okay? Have you ever volunteered for a job and found that it was actually much harder than you thought it was going to be? Can you think of an occasion when that's happened to you? You, you volunteered to do a job and it... Alucci, has, has that happened to you? Um, what's it about a backstroke What's about back and we need some rest? You, you, you. Maybe? Our backs was aching and we needed some rest. And you needed some rest. And why was that? Tell me again. Um, maybe our backs were aching and we needed some rest. Maybe your backs were aching and you needed some rest. So if you, if you volunteered for a job and it was so hard that it made your back ache, then you would need some rest, wouldn't you? What about you, Anna? Have you ever volunteered for a job and found it was really hard? your church then you might get bored and and and. you might get bored driving to church is it a long way well do you know what that that's okay that's okay Anna so long as you don't get bored at church it's okay to get bored driving to church. Uh, Isaac when we were um making the driveway to get to our shed that we were going to have built in the future which is now standing. Okay, so you helped out building a driveway and it turned out to be a lot harder than you thought it was going to be. Okay, last one. Declan, you had your hand up. Doing a whole week of homework because I forgot to do it the entire week and I had to do 20 minutes of reading every night so I had to do an hour and 20 minutes of reading. Okay. And so I volunteered myself to do a whole week of reading in one, in one night. Okay, you volunteered to do a whole week of reading in one night, and it turned out to be quite a mammoth task. Okay, good. So before we commit to anything, it's always a good idea to find out uh, what, uh, what's involved. And Jesus helps us to understand this with, with two examples. The first one is building a tower. So uh, Jesus said, if you are going to build a tower... You need to know exactly what it is you're going to need. Say, ha, ha, and then you won't be able to finish it. And all your neighbors will laugh at you. They'll say, ha, ha, he started building a tower and now he can't finish it. The next example Jesus gave was of a king going to war. And in the olden days, kings used to go to war against each other all the time. And a king would need to sit down with his advisors and work out whether he had enough men and equipment to win the war. And if he didn't, he'd have to back down and go and make peace with the other king. So before we do something, it's always good to know what we're getting into. And you know what, if we prepare ourselves for something really hard, then no matter what happens, we'll be able to cope better. So Jesus spoke to this crowd and he said, if you want to follow me, This is what's involved. So we sit down and we think, right, what's gonna what's it gonna mean to follow Jesus? I wanna I wanna find out what it's what's involved. A bit like the person who's trying to work out what what's involved in building a tower or going to war. If we try and think about that, well, we actually got the answer because Jesus told us. He said we've got to love him even more than our family. We've got to give up all our possessions. And we've got to be ready for some really difficult situations. Now, I don't know about you, but to me, that sounds really tough. Doesn't sound easy, does it? So let's find out what Jesus meant. Firstly, Jesus said, we've got to love him even more than our own family. And he actually had a funny way of saying it. He said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, Such a person cannot be my disciple. But we know that Jesus isn't telling us to hate our families, don't we? Because Jesus tells us even to love our enemies, so there's no way he's telling us to hate our families. Uh, What Jesus is saying is that our love and commitment to him should be even stronger than our love and commitment to our families. Jesus is not telling us to hate our families. He's not even telling us to love our families any less. He's telling us to love him more, to love him the most. And he had a strange way of saying it, but those people who were listening to him that first time, they were from a very different time and place and culture, and they would have understood what Jesus meant by making this comparison. And actually, when we love Jesus the most, that enables us to love our families more than ever. But the most important thing is to put Jesus first the next thing jesus said was to give up all our possessions jesus said those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples now that sounds pretty rough doesn't it give up everything you have Uh, what would be the hardest thing for you to give up all the things you've got your your toys your books your clothes your video games your bikes whatever it is uh, your hand went up first jenny what would be the hardest thing to give up Food. food is that what he said Okay, that would be really... Yeah, that would be hard thing to give up, for a minute. My cats and my games. Your cats and your games. Yes. Okay, Declan? My friends. Your friends. Isaac? My family. Your family. Anna? Your... Your God. Your? God. God? The wonderful... Aluchi... your your dog toys your toys Logan Lin- Nintendo switch okay so v- wide variety of answers. Do you know, some of those answers are actually really deep. I was expecting you to, to, to say all the stuff that you've got, and some of you were, were talking about very, very different things there, but that's all excellent answers. But who could give up some of their stuff, some of the things that they own? Who could, who could, give, up, who could give it all up for Jesus? I mean, that's hard, isn't it? I'm not even expecting you to answer it. That is, that is a hard thing, isn't it? But you know, most of us won't literally have to give up everything we own to follow Jesus. This is more to do with what's going on in our hearts. What is more important to us? Is it all our stuff or is it following Jesus? That's what, that's what Jesus is getting at here. And Jesus says that he has to be the most important person or thing in our lives. And if we had to make a choice between all our stuff and Jesus, we should choose Jesus every time. Uh, When we follow Jesus, we can say, if I lost everything I own, if I lost everything I own, I would still be rich because I've got Jesus. But in a way, we do give up all our stuff because we say, do you know what? None of this belongs to me. It all belongs to God. And that's the way we live our lives. We don't say mine, mine, mine. We say, Lord, all this belongs to you. Show me how to be generous. Show me how to share. Show me how to use my stuff in a way uh, that is pleasing to you. So next thing Jesus told the crowds, that they must be ready for really difficult situations. Who remembers Harold Lloyd? Did you have Harold Lloyd over here? No? Yes, a few people were. Very old, but I used to show it when I was a kid. I'm not that, not, it wasn't when it first came out, I hasten to add. But be ready for really difficult situations. He said, whoever does, not marry, uh, whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Now tell me, what were big wooden crosses used for in the Roman world? Yeah, so Jesus died on the cross. And so, Isaac, what were. people to be killed early on. Yeah, okay. So, yes, yeah, so they were for, for crucifying people, their method of torture and execution. If you were carrying your cross, things were not going well for you and when we talk about carrying our cross uh, we we might mean dealing with difficult situations that arise because we're Christians so that could be you know a group of people laughing at us and making fun of us it could be uh, not being able to join in with something that all our friends are doing things like that but for Jesus' disciples it really did mean that if necessary they should be prepared to die for Jesus. And most of Jesus' disciples were killed for following Jesus. And in some parts of the world today, it is very dangerous to be a Christian. Uh, it's, uh, we're very blessed and fortunate that we live in such a safe place. If we look at that map, all the places that are colored in there, uh, there are places where it can be very dangerous to be a Christian. I don't know for sure, but I i would estimate that at least half the world's population lives within those countries. So it's a a serious thing for Christians in many parts of the world. But imagine the crowds. Imagine the crowds. Jesus said, okay, if you want to follow me, you've got to love me more than uh, your family. You've got to give up everything you own, and you've got to be ready for really difficult situations. It's hard to imagine people going, yeah, that sounds great. Count me in. Imagine if someone came to your school advertising a sports club. Do you know who that is? Is it from Matilda? From Matilda? Who knows her name? Miss Trunchbull from Matilda. Now imagine, that's a very mean teacher from a a children's book and film. Imagine she turned up at your school advertising a sports club and she said training starts at 3 o'clock in the morning. It lasts for 5 hours every day. Uh, it'll be so hard you'll probably throw up and you'll almost certainly break at least one bone over the course of the season. Who would sign up for that sports club? None of you? I didn't think so. Who would sign up for that? Not only would it be hard, it would also be absolutely pointless. And Jesus' invitation isn't like that. But now imagine a slightly different scenario. Imagine that a leader of an expedition turned up at your school. And they said, there's a there's a, a village high up in the mountains of Nepal that's been cut off by heavy snow. And the villagers desperately need food and medical supplies. And I need a team of volunteers who help me take those things to the village and save the lives of those villagers. But I have to warn you, it'll be hard. You'll have to carry heavy packs. Uh, you, you'll be cold and wet and tired and you, uh, you may even get injured who would consider signing up for that kind of expedition quite a lot of you and a couple of you like that but quite a lot of you with your hands up there why would you, why would you volunteer for that Declan? Uh, because I don't want any people to suffer yeah. the same trait that people that the homeless people do and that mm-hmm. they Okay, so you don't want those people to suffer. You want to get the food to them. What about you, Isaac? I would save them and try and stop them from dying now because people in my life are the second most important thing I can think of. Yeah, so people really matter, people are important and you'd, you'd want to, you, you recognise how serious that situation would be. Well, excellent answer. Go on, Jenny. Um, because I wouldn't want people to die from starvation. or um... Yeah, so if you could do something about it, you could do something to help them, you would. That's... Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you, you know that it's, you know that it's going to be hard, but it's also going to be purposeful. There are lives that need saving. And Jesus' invitation is more like this one. Saving the lives of the villagers would be a wonderful thing to do. It would be worth the hardship. It would be worth the risk. And Jesus invites us, every single person here, he invites us to be involved in something even more wonderful which is building his eternal kingdom, a kingdom that we can be part of forever. Matthew 16:25 says, For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. In other words, the most exciting and fulfilling and purposeful and satisfying path in life might not necessarily be the easiest one. Following Jesus means being prepared to sacrifice, being prepared to give up everything. But in so doing, we also gain everything. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we do recognize that there's a cost to discipleship, to following you. And we pray that not only will we be aware of this cost, but we'll be ready to to front the bill, so to speak, that we'll be ready to pick up our cross and follow you uh, in the knowledge that you call us to something wonderful and purposeful and something of infinite importance and that you call us to everlasting life with you. So we pray, Father, that we will be prepared to uh, to make sacrifices and to bear the cost of being your disciple uh, in the knowledge. That you give us fullness of life. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.